0: This is AI Podcast not artificial intelligence agency intelligence our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams a platform for agents when people think of niche marketing they're thinking so small scale in real life agencies sharing their thoughts all you need to do is get in front of more people to transform an industry better coverages uh, better pricing better everything real the difference between givers takers and matchers agents I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Agency Intelligence. This is Jason Cass, but I'm going to be giving you today real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. As you know, this is your host, favorite host of all of the insurance podcasts. It's okay. You're probably by yourself. You can just say it out loud if it makes you feel better because you know it's true. And I have a separate series, I don't know exactly where this podcast is going to be in the. It may I've already announced it with another one or maybe this could be the first one But this is what i'm calling for the month of may the mom series and that stands for the mothers of Mastermind that doesn't have to do with the topics We're not going to sit here and just talk about parenting even though we probably will because it's a big part of our life But what we're going to talk about is insurance and we're going to do just like we always do But the mothers of mastermind for you loyal listeners Is about who will be on? not necessarily what we talk about. So I'm really looking forward to it. And today, um, I have two Michelles. Um, the way that we introduce and we know who's coming to Brainshare and who we're talking about in the mastermind group is we always say two L's and one L, okay? Because that's how, for all you people that are like me that don't know how to spell, that's how they spell their name. And we have Michelle Mosher, um, who is out of, they're actually, out of, you're both out of the great state of Florida, Florida, right? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I knew Michelle was 100 uh, percent. Michelle Mosher. So, Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate having you. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to be good. And then we have one L, which is Michelle Horwitz. Um, really funny when you were filling out your um, your 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 sheet and it says spell your last name fanatically. <laughs> Uh, it was real. It was real the simple. Best way
1: to spell it. Poor
0: wits. I was like, wow, you can't really mess that one up. I mean, that's uh, that was good. I, I cracked up. My team cracked up too. Uh, we thought we thought it was that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So, anyways, Michelle, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, um, I really do. Um, I look forward to this. I've put out a couple podcasts recently, which is okay. I'm not expecting anybody to. Most of the listeners are about six months to eight months behind, and I just put one out recently on diversity where I went off on uh, on some of the, the things that I think are some of our greatest strengths of our industry is diversity, and I really spoke specifically about women. And so as we go through this series, loyal listeners, I'm going to ask some of the same questions because I want to get different feedbacks from different perspectives, from different people, different agents around the country. So that's that's what we're going to do. But before we do, the part that everybody's waiting for, they've gathered around, they're excited, they want to know deep down, double L, are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? Android all the way. Oh my gosh, she's awesome. Horowitz? (laughs) one L and an Apple girl all the way. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what that is. That is awesome. That, uh, that's a split. I really didn't know Mosher. Sure. I mean, usually like 90% of the time it's iPhone. So I just get used to it, but it is finally cool to have somebody who sees things. the same way. Anyways, I'm just joking. Uh, one L great to have you as well. What's the last app you've downloaded? Uh,
1: well recently I'm messing I'm messing with my sonos system in the office that's not cooperating with me. So this morning I deleted and re-added it. So hopefully that settled it and got it back oh. on track.
0: And so what is that? <laughs> that's some you use for your office?
1: It's the um it's a stereo it's, a, it's the stereo speakers for the office sonos
0: gotcha. So Gotcha. Priorities.
1: Yes. <laughs> Got to jam while you're selling insurance. Got to add a little excitement to it.
0: <laughs> Mosher, what are your thoughts? What's the last thing you just downloaded? I see you on your phone.
2: I'm, I'm looking to see what the last thing I downloaded is. I think it was a graphics maker. Um,
0: graphics maker.
2: It was to edit photos and things like
0: yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. got I have a million Nothing of those. Nothing
2: exciting. They're I, I think the, I have like seventeen of them. I, and, it's always
0: the cool one until you see the next cool one, and then you're like, yes. "Oh, I need that." And then you're looking, right. and you're like, "Oh, I forgot I got one similar to this." Yes, I'm very guilty exactly. of that as well. I'm always trying to figure out how to make uh, my videos and my my stuff look better and simplistically, not having to do it on your computer and then all that stuff. So, good call there. Do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Double L.
1: I love to win. You're you, one you,
0: L. Okay, you're one L, oh, but okay, no. you. No, that's okay. That's okay. You love to win. You love to win. What about you, Michelle? Mosher? I hate to lose. You hate to lose. <laughs> this is great. This is fantastic. And I got you guys on here because I know you guys kind of are kind of mesh really well when you guys come to all of our places. You guys are good friends, and explains it right. Opposites attract. Exactly. Um, and you're probably more similar in other places. But anyways, here's here is um, okay. Love to win. Any specific reason why you feel your way? either one of you
1: I get more motivated when I win like it jams me up to want to keep winning and winning and winning I think that's why it's Mm -hmm. it's what motivates me
0: okay same with you Mosher
2: I think it's probably the same um I I don't like to be last I don't necessarily need to be first but I don't want to be last
0: yeah 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 Believe it or not, I I think I feel that way, what you just said there, Michelle. I mean, I think people probably take my ego, which is very fake, um, and I think they think that I would – I don't necessarily need to be first. I don't. I don't. that's That's not big to me. I remember a very wise man. His name was Bob Kelsheimer. He was executive director of the chamber. He told me, Jason, if you really think about all good leaders, the person that's out front is usually not the one making the decisions. He used the uh, George Bush had Karl Rove, you know, as an advisor, you had Obama who had Axelrod, you had Trump who had some of his family members and who they were. You, you know what I mean? The people mm-hmm. behind the scenes are really the ones pulling the, the, the guns. And that goes to even some of the people in our agency, the people who are doing the real work sometimes don't get the kudos for who's really doing the good work. And we're going to talk about that, but last, uh, last skill or luck, which would you say has brought you to where you are today? One more than the other single L
1: luck based on what you uh, posted the other day about where luck comes from. It's, you know, I, it's, I think I received my skill from praying a lot and getting into it and getting down in the trenches. So you need skill, but I think when you start from scratch and know nothing about insurance like I did, some of it is luck.
0: So you actually watched what I post yesterday, because I wonder if I did really those things.
1: <laughs> I'm reading the same good. book, so that's what we're stopping. Yeah, I love it.
0: Come on, sister. I just got done <laughs> telling Mosher before you were on that I just got done with it. It is a fabulous book.
1: It to, really to- is.
0: And how long are you, far are you through halfway, three quarter? What I'm, would about, you
1: say? Ha- I'm about halfway through. Okay. So yeah, I, uh, and I, I listen cause I'm a better listener to, I like audio books better. And mm-hmm. I listen to all my audio books on, on a faster speed and listening to McConaughey on a faster speed. You really have to listen.
0: <laughs> oh wow. I didn't really think of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Note to self bumper sticker. That's yes. what he always does. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a great <laughs> yeah. book. Sorry, loyal listeners, but it is a fantastic book. And so what did you say? I want to – so you said that it would be luck, a uh, single L, double L. Did you say? I didn't say yet. Well, what um, was it? Skill I, I think or luck? it's
2: skill. And I I missed what you said yesterday um, on okay. Facebook because I haven't been on Facebook in a couple of days. But That's
0: okay. I, yeah. I
2: think skill – I just I got kind of to feel like I've been doing insurance stuff forever. So I feel like it's skill.
0: Okay. I'm not being silly. I'm just thinking I'm I'm processing no, those. Cuz what I always love to do is I always love to process what you're telling me based on who I know of you. That's a thing that I always do when I because I know a lot, so many, especially mastermind members, uh, champions, I should say. Um one of the things that uh, uh, th- that Matthew McConaughey said Regarding luck, Michelle, which is what I made a little video on in the mastermind is, is he says, God's lucky. I happen to ironically just have it like written right here of all my notes. Is that not crazy? Um, God's lucky. Goddess of luck is fortune. And fortune is the sister of fate. And fate is divine order. And divine order is God. So if you believe in luck, you believe in God. That was actually written by Matthew McConaughey. That's like the book is. It's all over the place like that. But uh, I thought that was interesting. And the reason why I actually wrote that down, Michelle, um, when listening to it is based on this question. So that's awesome that you tied that back together. So anyways, here's what I want to do. I got about two minutes for each one of you because you guys could go on for a long time because you have special lives. And we're going to pull that out. But Michelle Mosher, in two minutes, take us back to high school, college. And how would you get to where you are right now as an owner of an agency?
2: Two minutes. Um, I I started in insurance because I needed a job. Um, My former husband was in the military. We were moving to Maryland. Um, All the military wives where we were moving to on the eastern shore of Maryland, which is an itty-bitty tiny place on the map, worked in retail. And that wasn't really me. Gotcha. State farm agent was hiring, and I bugged him until he hired me. We went house hunting in November. I wasn't moving until February. He had a job opening. And he said, it'll be filled by then. And I was like, by who? There's nobody here. (laughs) So I talked to him every two weeks until he finally gave up and hired me. And that was in 1995. Wow. Okay. So I worked for him for several years. And then I went on to become a State Farm agent. Moved to Connecticut because I thought that was a great place to open an insurance agency. Did not know this. Yeah. And then decided that the captive insurance agency life was not for me. I went to work as the marketing manager for an auto insurance company, which brought me back home to Florida. And from there, that's where 1L comes in. That's where we met. <laughs> for real? Um, okay. Yeah. 15 years ago. Okay. And uh, from there, I left and went to work for an independent agency. Um, we had a buyout option that didn't work out. And when I called Michelle and another friend of ours, they were like, just, just do it. Just do it. Right. So here we are, seven and a half years later. Good decision. Just doing it. Best decision I've ever made. Second best. I have some really good friends in this group. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good call. Good call. 1L, how about you?
1: So um, my background is in law. I graduated college in uh, business administration and was an administrator for a law firm in Miami until 94, and then I moved up to St. Pete. I moved from Florida because I'm, I'm a Florida girl, born and raised, moved from Miami over to Tampa, St. Pete. Um, didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, helped my sister manage her law practice, helped my brother-in-law start his pain management practice. And finally, one of my sister's clients owned an agency. And she said, Michelle, you really just need to open an agency over in Clearwater. I said, okay. Knew nothing about insurance at all uh was 6 months pregnant said, "Yeah, sure. No problem. Let's do it." <laughs> so wow. got my 220 license, uh opened the agency October of 96, waited for the phone to ring in fear and excitement, and had my first son January of 97, and he became a permanent fixture in the agency. Wow. Uh and then in 2000 bought another agency. Well, I was pregnant with my second son that's when my husband and I decided where there would be no more babies because I do crazy things <laughs> when I have babies. <laughs> so I um, bought the, the other agency in 2000 and have been doing this ever since and seriously would never look back. I mean, yeah. there are good days, there are bad days. Um, I laugh when I think I knew nothing about this at the beginning and 25 years later, I'm pretty damn proud of myself. <laughs>
0: Do you think that your kids will come into the business?
1: No, No? and that was always the plan, um, was a thought process. When my sister and I started it, we thought that our four sons would eventually come in, but they have all taken different life paths and we're all very proud of them, and so now it's me. (laughs)
0: So, so one day you will be looking for someone to purchase your agency. You don't, I mean, just asking, and we don't need to go down that road, but do you already have somebody that eyed out or kind of a game plan, or is it something you're actively going to start doing?
1: Well, the joke is Michelle will take over my agency eventually because she's, she's only seven and a half years
2: into this. I'm 25 years okay. into this.
1: So. Deal. She
2: she misses the point that we're like the same age, though. So when she's done, I'm going to be ready to be done. And my kid's not doing it either because yeah, she doesn't want to talk to people. So
0: That is a big the problem great, with kids today. That's
2: not the career path for her she, I offered her a summer job and she doesn't want to come. She said, do I have to answer the phone? I'm like, yeah, you do. And she's like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks.
0: You know what? I think that that is something, you know, let's park here for a minute. I think that is something that we are just like kind of looking past. And I think we're going to, that's a day of reckoning in 10 to 15 years, probably less than that. Mm -hmm. My 15 year old son, he does not want to talk to people whatsoever. I mean, I, his friends, I mean, i I've hired 22 and four year, 24 year olds. And they're like, they're vocally talk to the person. They want to get insurance. Give me their name. And I'm on the phone with them, but I don't want to initially talk to them. I don't want to make that in first engagement. And then I have some that are like, I don't want to talk to them at all. And I think that we have to start, maybe not some of us who may be retired in 15 to 20 years, but we need to start looking at the fact that these people are not going, it's not so much our people don't want to talk, the people that they need to talk to don't want to talk. And it's going to become more digital in just that sense alone. I mean, we see this with our kids. What do you think about that single L?
1: I think that's very true. And I mean, I think we actually had this conversation at one of our mastermind meetings a couple of years ago, that this was kind of the path that Agencies were going down because of the way society was changing over. Um, But I also saying that I think that insurance is still such a relationship business that there will be a point that the not talking doesn't work anymore. You know, like there's going to be a stage in this process that there has to be relationship building. And I don't know, you know, it's, it's harder to do digitally, I think.
0: Correct. Also, we're trying to make these assumptions based on the tools we have today. So it's very, Mm -hmm. very tough for us to visualize that. Mosher, what do you think?
2: I think that's true. And we see that now with some of our clients. One of our goals when I opened this agency was to be pretty tech forward from a communication standpoint. And there are times when we've written entire policies by text message with a final phone call to please don't text me your credit card information. like. And that's the only time we talk that's to someone. And it's like, uh, okay, uh, mm-hmm. 73 text messages later, here, here we are. But could you please call me so we can just recap? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people are comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, though, that generation that's your son's age and my daughter's age and, and all the way up to Ian and Evan's age, they do their research online. But there are those that still really want to have a conversation about the research that they did. Mm -hmm. And that's where I feel like we have a different advantage Mm -hmm. is, you know, they're not calling Geico to, to get information about really if they need uninsured motorist coverage in Florida or whatever it is. Like there's not a relationship there.
0: I was talking with my son and we were watching this show and I said, I said, yeah, I said, watch this Asian guy right here. Watch what he's doing. And my son said, yeah, dad, he's Asian, but he's Japanese. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, I am terrible at that. I, I, can, I, just, I, can't, I can't tell the difference. That's just me. I think a lot of Americans are like that. And not his age group. And I started to realize that for someone who doesn't like to talk to people, it's amazing how they can recognize faces in different ethnic groups so easily. And it made me realize that he talks to more people than I probably do. It's just he's listening to them on YouTube. He's getting feedback, you know, then he hits his little friends on his, squ- on his Snapchat or whatever, or inside the YouTube chat. But, like, they're getting that. So that tells me that they're face-to-face, it's just they're changing that game by delaying it. So, I have to say this. I have a person in my office that's very bad this way. And the reason why is they don't want to be wrong. They don't want to not know something. Something that's been very hard for agents all along is just to say to a client, like, hey, I'm sorry, I, I, have not, I don't know the answer to that question. Let me get back to you. I was trained that. These young kids today, that's a very complicated thing. They don't want to have to say that. They feel like they need to know all the information up front. And it's kind of like, no, that's, that's not the way that it's really going to work, right? Anybody else feel that same way? Any ad discussion?
2: I completely agree. That's weird. And I think, like from a from a child standpoint, Elise is the same way. She doesn't want to do anything until she knows everything about it, mm-hmm. and then she'll kind of proceed.
0: Now, is that because they automatically have information at their fingertips all the time, so they're just used to knowing? You know, it's just really, really. It's just a very unique thing, and uh, I think it could be one of the biggest parts that hits industries because it could come very fast, you know? And I think it's a technology. There's some kind of technology out there that has to be developed for that. So, anyways, wow, we went down that road, which was fantastic. Uh, appreciate that. So, Michelle, you... you um you gave an interesting answer to that. To hopefully that Michelle would be uh, taking you over. So let me ask this question, Michelle um, single L. I, I actually, for some reason, just pictured you more in Southern um, Florida. I had now once again, learned another thing about you that you are actually in the Tampa St. Pete area. So I think that that is pretty, what do you and your agency do there? Like, what is your main shtick?
1: So, um, we are just, we, I still, when I started the agency, I actually started out as a non-standard auto. Um, and in 2000, when I bought the second agency, I converted it from non-standard to standard. So I still have a very small piece of non-standard. And then thanks to the help of Michelle, I have a niche market, which is classic cars, which I absolutely have a huge passion for. I love it. Um, I actually oh. got my husband licensed so that he can come to car shows with me and talk about insurance and cars. Yes. Um, if you go on his Facebook page, he'll have pictures of me working on cars, which people are like, you, you don't <laughs> work on cars. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so it's just... It's, she does. It's my, I can vouch for part, that. You know, that our tagline is your passion, our passion. And it's because we, we both enjoy it. And it's something that we would take with us into retirement. Like our goal down the road is to just do classic and go to car shows and wow, just, yeah, it's just, you know, it's the relationship building again, which is, I guess, you know, as we're talking through this and I'm thinking that's where my passion for insurance is. It's the relationship, it's the educating, it's mm. it's showing people you care and why mm. you care. And so that's, that's basically how I feel about it. So um, well, and well. I just want to digress a little bit because I think this is important in our industry. Come Michelle on. and I are literally 50 minutes from each other. 20 if Michelle's driving, but 50 legitimately. <laughs> um, and True. we have a team chat. We talk all day long. We, aren't com- we don't feel as competitors. We feel that we're colleagues together and we want to work together to help each other grow. And it's just a it's the it's one of the, the most precious relationships I have because of that fact. We just help each mm. other. She's
0: going to make me cry. Oh, no. Come on now.
1: <laughs> Sorry. But I think that that's yeah. important because as insurance agents, I don't think we often look, I know we collaborate together and whatever, but I've seen, I think that when there's proximity, we tend to back off. And for me, this has just been a phenomenal thing to help me build my
2: business. I couldn't agree more. Um, it's her fault that I do this um, or or her <laughs> her encouragement fault I don't know call it what you will it depends on the day um but there are days where and she she's right it's 50 minutes and downtown Tampa is a midway point for us and there are days where we just take off and close everything out and we have a collaborate a collaboration session mm-hmm. i'm looking at my toolbar it says 1l2l collab <laughs> and just talk about the processes that we use in our office which are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um we use the same systems, we have the same opinions on, well, uh, except for on this podcast. Um <laughs> which is kind of funny. It, it is, is funny. Um but there's it's so not competition. It's you no. know, hey, what do you need and how can I help? And I don't know who does this to do you and she's like, "Yeah, I mean, you have this." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. Thanks." So like,
0: let's talk about that for a minute. Like think about this. Like Would you agree that the amount of competition is based on the amount of prospects? Let me just, I just came, this just came to me because I'm thinking to myself, this is so true. We're not competitors. And then I'm thinking to myself, why are we not competitors, right? I think if there was 10 clients in Tampa Bay, you guys would be competitors. There's only 10 clients, right? Like that's my competition. I believe that, the scarcity mindset is something you both lack so it makes you realize like there's so much out there I want her to be successful in whatever her thing is and I want her to be successful in whatever her thing is because at the end of the day there's a lot of prospects would I would I be wrong or right by saying that
1: no I think you're absolutely right I think that that's that's exactly what it is I mean I think Michelle and I have said that to each other, like they're there. Everybody needs insurance and everyone's looking for different kinds of insurance and, you know, some things I don't like to do and she does. And it just, you mm-hmm. know, it, so yeah, I think that's a hundred percent. Correct.
0: The competition is based on the amount of prospects. Cause it would be and understandable if there was 10 people that you'd be competing against each other, you know, but yeah. What did you say and, Mosher?
2: And it is as alike as we are, we're different too. Mm-hmm. And some of True. some clients are gonna gravitate towards Michelle. Mm-hmm. Some clients gravitate towards me. Um, I don't ha- I don't I don't race cars around a, a, a track in Ohio, but you could ask her about that <laughs> um, in the because not only does she work on cars but she goes to race car school. Um, th- I can't talk that language. So those clients and prospects, I am not the classic car person. I, and when people call me about it, I send them to her. When people call me about big boat insurance, I send them to the place in Miami that is where – because he's, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not the guy for that yeah. or the girl.
0: And and, 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 and a little bit there is what are we basing, who are we basing our relationship on, right? So like you want to send them to that person in Miami because you have the best hope for that customer to have the best experience. If it's about, no, I'm going to try and do the best I can and find them some brokerage account or something. That's about how can I get a piece of it, right? How can I get a piece of the commission and whether you do or not on that end, that's not what I'm talking about. The point is you're willing to unload that customer and trust somebody else because you Know it's to their better benefit and um and i mean again, you don't do that in other industries you know you just don't do no, that probably not i need a pair of nike shoes i'm going to try and figure out a way to sell it to you i don't want you to go down the road to buy it from the person even if they're in miami you know i think this is a a different thing that's um you know let's talk about something else for a minute this this is this has gotten out of control with this mechanic stuff over here single <laughs> a okay i didn't know any of this so you went to mechanic school in ohio to be a mechanic
1: yeah, to race car school so oh to racing. race I, okay. I raced on um mid ohio track i went to classes that it's the race school there um and it was a ton of fun. And I do yeah, I do some amateur race car driving here in Tampa Bay. So <laughs> my husband's been racing since he was 16, and he got me involved. And uh, so, yeah, so it's fun. Get
0: it, sister. Get it. Get it. <laughs> Give me one thing. Give me one thing that is relatable between race car driving and insurance. You've done it, and you've said to yourself, you know what? This is very similar to— what would you say that would be?
1: Uber focused and always looking ahead. You're not looking at what's in front of you, you're looking 100 feet in front of you. You can't just if you if you look here, you're going to fly off the track there because you have to always be looking ahead.
0: Come on. Wow. <laughs> I love that. For all of the all of you good. that have a little NASCAR in your blood, you know you can feel her. <laughs> You know, that's fantastic. I love that. Michelle, what is your mechanic? What is your what is your thing? What is your thing that you like to do outside of insurance?
2: God, I wish I knew. Yes, you do. Um I, I don't. I, you crafting you your but husband that's... boat, don't you? I... No, we
0: sold our boat. I thought because so because I, like I haven't seen it. I have seen a lot lately.
2: Yeah, so here's here's back to that mom thing. Um
0: yeah, you have a, have a very talented anymore. daughter who is a very uh, we, we um, talented art artist. The fact that she's 17, that's, that's just the fact she's 17. But the fact yeah. is she has a, she's tried to get into a special high school. She got there. Tell us a little bit about it because, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised when I um, when we got to know this story back in Scottsdale.
2: Yeah, a few years back. She, so she goes to a magnet high school, which is specifically geared towards visual and performing arts. Um, so she went to a visual and performing arts middle school and then applied and auditioned, per se, to be in this magnet high school. Um, if you think back, way back to when we were kids, like remember that show Fame on TV mm-hmm. where all those kids went to the dance mm-hmm. high school? It's kind of like that. Um, her okay. school's visual and performing arts. She's on the visual arts side because she wants to very much be behind the scenes. Okay. Um, and she loves it. <laughs>
0: Talked about that earlier, yeah. We did. She likes it. So.
2: She does. She's done well. She loves it. She loves to draw characters and things like you that. You or and her she would to be an animator? No. Wow. Uh, I mean, her dad's an architect. He's got an oh. architect degree. Yeah, he works so he's, in engineering. He's got that up in the... He draws lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she draws characters yeah. and things like that. And she would love to be an animator. That's her whole goal.
0: As an agency owner, whether or not you're a woman, a mom, or whatever, what would you say is probably your biggest challenge today? Um, And then the other thing, and I'm going to start with you, Michelle Mosher, on that. But the other thing is, not only what is your biggest challenge, what is something that's come along that's made business easier for you? That's what I would like to know. We can take the first one, um, both of you, get time to think about it. Mosher, what would you say is probably the biggest challenge you have today?
2: Today, my biggest challenge is staffing.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: And it's very difficult to grow and to give the right customer experience when you're one and a half people and you can't find people to come to work. It's been a struggle here. Um,
0: Michelle, you are you mainly personal lines? In head? Has, Are you mainly personal lines?
2: Um, I'm a split 60, probably 60-40 okay, personal okay, sorry. Lines to commercial.
0: Yeah, keep going. I'm sorry. Um,
2: but I do all of the commercial. Gotcha. And then I have a part-time non-resident agent who lives in Maryland. And it's just the two of us right now. Gotcha.
0: Interesting. And it has
2: been that way since mid pandemic. Okay. Um, So that's probably the biggest challenge that I face today. Yeah.
0: And it's having enough
2: time to give the right experience and to find me time as
0: well. Mm -hmm. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. I would love to know how you kind of overcame some of those. You're not right now. you're just doing the best you can are you are you, are, you, are you constantly looking though that's my point are you you're constantly yes. constantly looking
2: constantly looking i even I hired an h r professional and we had over hundred and twenty five applicants on indeed, and three people called her back. They applied for jobs, and only three people called back.
0: Wow. Wow, single L. What did you say is your biggest frustration today?
1: Ditto. It is staffing hundred percent.
0: Does anybody I want am, to work in Tampa? What the hell's the deal?
1: Apparently not.
2: <laughs> so they're getting more money to stay home. Yes,
1: we uh, we've been. Uh, I mean, Michelle and I have conversations about this constantly. I too. I lost an agent in January that I'm still trying to replace. And I needed a part-timer prior to losing her. So I'm currently doing the job of two and a half people. It's awesome.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. And, and and if I'm correct, you have two boys, single L, right? I oh, do you have two boys? That's what I, I thought. Do. That's what I thought. Yep. That's what I thought. So, Grown boys. Yeah, my
1: oldest is a financial analyst in Boston, and my youngest is in his second year at the Naval Academy.
0: oh wow the naval academy mm -hmm. i did not know that you know like i'm supposed to know this stuff but it's just facebook right right like can you imagine i mean doing these podcasts in 2009 i wouldn't know anything about you i wouldn't know what your husbands look like wouldn't even know where you live i wouldn't know anything you know but today today it's like and you know i think that allows us to have deeper conversations We don't always have to skip across the top, right? I do a little bit with the podcast because the loyal listeners don't know you like I know you, Um, but I just think that that allows for deeper conversations. What has been something that has really helped you that you would say has been significant to the way you write business, do business, service business, sell business over the last year, three years, five years? What would you say? Whoever wants to go first.
2: I would say my community relationships.
0: Ooh, okay. Okay community and relationships I mean, your centers of influence that are driving you business? Yes. That wasn't your game I mean, plan tec- three to five years ago. It,
2: it wasn't um, necessarily. I don't, I, it kind of was. Um, and I would say the other part of that, not only, not only my community relationships, but my, I don't know if I can say it in here. Can I say I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> my IAOA relationships. Yeah. I get a ton of referral business. Um for people moving to Florida that that need an agent. I you know, started in that group right after it started, one of the first I think thirty yeah, people. You were. And and it's it's been very beneficial from that standpoint. Um I don't know a whole lot of people move into, you know, Idaho, but you know, to be able to return those favors, but a lot of people come to Florida. Well, that makes
0: sense. A lot of people uh, are moving to Florida.
2: So it's been it's been very beneficial, but really, I, relationships, I guess, mm-hmm. is because really my relationship with Michelle and other agents as well has really been something that I didn't necessarily expect.
0: Mm-hmm. When I one day I realized that I was sending a thousand emails to a thousand people to hopefully get their insurance, and they didn't know me, and then I realized why don't I go get. 10 people that really know me who have 250 friends and have them go talk to those 2,500 using their trust to come talk to me, right? And it it made it realize that I can focus in and spend more time with these 10 people to to get this relationship. That was about three, four, five years ago for me. Um, And the reason it came to me, Michelle's, was because I was trying to filter my clients, I was tired of those coming to me that I didn't want to come to me, and so I noticed that that's the type of stuff I would get if I would buy magazine ads or that those type of art ads. I'm not saying that that's bad. That's that can be a feeder of everybody's system, but it allows you. We all know. I say it this way, and I want to get your guys' feedback. When I was in the basement of my home starting my agency, I started getting bad clients when I start when I bought my place on on the main street. And I really thought about it. I'm like, what the heck? Well, when I was in the basement of my home, no one knew I was there and I would only write people I would go talk to, right? But now now that I'm on the street, everybody's like, oh, look at this insurance agent. Let me go in there. And I realized immediately like, oh my gosh, shut the curtains, you know, take down, take down all the stuff on the windows, right? I mean, we just, we needed it for the office, it's not for those people coming in like that. What say you on those things? You feel that way or not?
1: Yeah, I definitely, I mean, relate, like I said earlier, relationships is our business and building them and building the types of relationships we want is something we can do. You know, when, when I started, I didn't have the luxury of doing that. It was like, I had no business. I had no clients I needed to do. I needed the main street traffic and they came in and, you know, and then I weeded them out. But now with, you know, the, the classic, uh, niche that I have I built strictly on grassroots I mean it was my husband and I working weekend car shows meeting people and now I'm I'm number two in the state of Florida for one of the largest classic car riders in the country Wow! so oh, shit, Michelle, yeah so it's it. definitely the relationship building and and going out and meeting people and then that brings the right type of business to you
0: how many times were we told that at the beginning? It's a relationship business. It's not based off price. And how many times at the beginning we're like, yeah, right. That's how it is. And don't get me wrong. We have that sector of people. But for anybody who's new in the business, please understand that we all thought like you did right now, but it is the truth. Relationship. Mm-hmm. It is a relationship business. It really, truly is. Um, and that, that's huge. And, and Michelle, uh, both of you, but single L, you, you talk about that a lot. I know that's a consistent thing. Mm-hmm. And, then C, and then double L, I love what you're saying there because um, I will say that in 2010, centers of influence, marketing to them, building relationships and going after them was not as strong. Um and I was I was gung-ho into insurance as well really beating the 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 curb I was just going there trying to meet everybody so I could hopefully get one of the ten to say yes you know but I think it we kind Great. of flipped the switch got better clientele um, when I you know like Cameron Brown out there in Arizona he sends more leads to us mastermind members and I was talking to him he gets anywhere in the neighborhood of around ninety to one hundred and twenty leads <sighs> I know it's a week, but I think he said a day. I'm serious. I think he said a day, and they come from around 50 to 60 centers of influence that he has. Cause I thought to myself, God, how much are you paying Google? You know, to get all these. Now he's like, No, I'm right. not. They're just coming in, and someone's buying a house in Florida, so I send it over to them. You know, stuff like that. So it's pretty wild. Pretty wild.
2: Well, and it's funny you said about moving from your basement. And Michelle saw me go like this um, moving from your basement to your main street office. I'm in the process of building an office building. Ah. Uh, But for seven and a half years, we've been in an executive suite where I have two rooms down a hallway where really nobody knows we're here. Um, And hadn't thought about what you said. And that'll be an interesting uh, caveat to our move Ah. because we'll be main street really. And uh, those aren't, Always the people I'm it's looking a little so it'll be an interesting... Yeah, it's brand new construction. The, the,
0: the, the, um, that, does, that won't attract the I know this right. sounds terrible but the the non-standards like to go to the little place that has all the flashy lights that says $39. You know this Michelle? I mean, you know these non-standards. Me too, me too, but-, uh, but yeah, so now I wouldn't be scared of that. I'd still have a main street if I open up in 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 Florida. I'm going to have a main street. I really am. But I don't know if I'm going to do a lot of personal lines. You guys scare the hell out of me with all your hurricane stories and having to move property. I'm thinking, my god, that scares the heck out of me. So, yeah.
2: Well, what's the matter? You don't want to write homeowner's insurance when they'll only take a roof that's no. 10 years old or less? No.
0: <laughs> no. And then, and then the, the you guys, your renewals on this stuff is, like, intensive. Nope. I'm not. Nah, uh-uh. I'll stay with the doing the commercial, which still has a little bit of its own thing, but we'll deal with it. Um, okay. So, wrapping this up, the moms, the mothers of Mastermind, um, any last closing remarks that you want to say to um, – Anybody out there, but I always like when it comes from veterans like yourself of things that you can tell those who are first listening to our podcast, who, you know, are 25, 28 years old, trying to get into it, thinking that we're full of shit, that it's not a relationship game. You know, all those different things that you were thinking with your wisdom, with your being a veteran insurance agent, being a mom, being a human, being someone who cares. What would you say to those people? Miss Mosher, double L.
2: I, I would probably give them advice that I don't practice myself. Some of um, the best. I know. But it's okay to take time for yourself. And not every client is a good client. But the ones that are good understand when you need to take time for yourself. Ooh. And and it's okay. It's okay not to answer their Facebook message at 8 o'clock at night. Um, and tomorrow, I promise you, tomorrow the phone will ring. <laughs> Because some days when I feel caught up, it's like, shit, what if the phone never rings again? And that doesn't happen. It it doesn't happen. I mean, the phone might not ring because that's not really how we're based. But the leads are still coming in. The messages are still coming in. The tags are still coming in on Facebook. And people still want quotes. Um, So caught up is like a breath. And then... All hell breaks loose again.
0: The phone will keep ringing. How many of yeah. us? I've never even mentioned that on this podcast. How many of us have thought of that? You know, thought about that many times, especially at the beginning, you know? It's like, I hate when this phone rings all the time, but it doesn't ring for like three hours. You're like... Hell's going on around here? Are we, Does it work? Are we, are we going out of business? I mean, what's going on? It's like, yeah, Jason, the phone rang, you know. But yeah, I love that. I, that was good. I'm writing that down. I love that was very well said there, Michelle. Single L.
1: Be true to yourself. Um, there's a lot of noise in our business. There's a lot of talk about doing things a certain way to get a certain end game. And there is no one right path Mm. the path that's right is the path that you choose that you become successful on and i think that i know i got caught up in the noise for a period of time and it was very frustrating for me and finally when i stepped back and stopped listening to all the noise and was able to focus on what do i do what am i good at what what do i provide to my clients that's when I really started to absolutely move forward and become successful. Because there, there are a lot of helpful hints out there, but there's also a lot of noise and you just have to figure out what your, what you, what you're good at, what your path is and move from there. And then you, yes, absolutely need to take time for yourself. It is mm-hmm. vital. It is something that we all lose i mean i know cass you have mosher has i have you've got to stop and say i matter
0: it's why we do this job Mm -hmm. when my son says to me why dad do you think it's great to be a business owner when you're working all the time It's like, well, you might see me working or think I'm working, but I'm probably not working in the way that you would think, you know, why can't, why doesn't you, why don't we have as much more money than the person next door? Well, what do you mean? Well, his dad works every day from eight to five, his dad, they go on huge vacations and it's just like, you're kind of sitting there and you're like, wow, they don't understand the different lifestyles. I am with you. You have to take, you have to take time for yourself. And this is why we are business owners. So we get to take time off when we want. I told my wife that and she says, yeah, but you never do. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, though. But anyways, no. And I think it is important what you say. I don't want to downplay that whatsoever. Also, in our industry you can front load the work, right? You can bust your butt for 10 or 15 years and then you can, uh, you can go on, but it's all about sacrifice here and there. Love that very much, love that very much. Last one, because I know you both have boos. I know you both watch Hulu. Late at night, when you're trying to just ease your mind and you're turning on the Amazon Prime, you know, and you're just kind of doing your thing, what are you watching, Single L? What is what you and your boo are watching?
1: So currently, I'm binging The West Wing. Um, Okay. It's refreshing to go back to, you know, just something that you watched years ago and just reliving Mm -hmm. it. It just is so that. And then I'm also a big uh, crime story addict. So, Ah, you know, any fictional, real, doesn't matter. Last night, I was watching some serial killer thing on Oxygen. So.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like those. I, I love those. I race get...
1: cars and watch serial color stories. You know, that's just me. <laughs> she's
2: she's scary. she's cool.
0: I mean, come on. When you want to know she's what cool, cool is, come on now. I'm no, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. How about you and your boo, Shell?
2: I'm really a Food Network and HGTV Are fan. You?
0: Like just the remodeling of the houses cook. and the food shows and stuff too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, on and and then a little bit of comedy series. I just finished up um, all the current seasons of The Modern Mrs. Maisel, which I thought was a hysterical show yeah, on Amazon Maisel. Prime.
0: Oh, okay, okay. It's
2: about a female comedian in the early 50s, so it was pretty Wow, it was pretty I bet funny. you.
0: Was it, so it was more of a biography or a or documentary about her? Or? Okay. No,
2: um, just a sitcom, oh, kind of okay. week to week. Okay thing that was on an amazon prime it's like four three or four seasons okay
0: all right i like it i like it a lot i like it i really appreciate you uh joining me for the mom series mothers of mastermind i greatly appreciate you being a champion um your guys's input is always important to to being a part of the conversation we can never uh we can never have enough diversity also in the future the independent agent channel and a lot of businesses will be recognized for the fact that they're all ran by women in the first place. So, uh, you know, I, I think that that's the important part of it. I look around, um, I look around restaurants, I look around hospitals, I look around um, any place of significance and you can look and most of the time it's staffed and or ran by women. Um, and then it makes me look inside of our own industry. It makes me realize that, like, if this is the greatest industry God ever created, most agencies are filled with women. Most renewals are handled by women. And we think this is the greatest industry God ever created because of renewals and residual income. I think it comes time where we got to give credit where credit's due, don't you, girls? It comes down to the fact, you know, Um, I get pushback when I say stuff like this. I have a presentation about women that I do, haven't done it in years, but I would get pushback from men and they would never have enough guts to say something to me at at class. It was always later that night when we're at the bar. I got to tell you something (laughs) What you said. It was never the dudes who were 45 years and under. All right. I'll, I'll quit picking on people. Anyways, I appreciate every, I appreciate every one of you. I can speak that way. When I was raised by a single woman and I have an awesome wife, I've seen the power of women. I know what it is. So, and I greatly appreciate it. And I greatly appreciate you being a part of the champions and being part of this uh, industry. Um, you really are, are really great to us and I appreciate it.
2: We look forward to seeing you in September. Yes, and
0: BrainShare—they're going to be there. You're thinking, how do I get to know these awesome people? Come there September. Go to aibrainshare.com. Forgot about that. As I wrap up here, I want to point out something that they both said in one way or another, but something that um, Single L closed up with, which I thought was really important, and it's know who you are. And I saw Double L shake her head a lot when she, because that was something that was like know who you are, right? And, 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 and single L took it a little further loyal listeners when she pointed out the fact that every way works and maybe not any way doesn't work. Meaning we're fingerprints. It's okay to sit there and say, Hey, your fingerprint doesn't look like mine, but we're still humans, right? It still, still makes us up who we are. And I think that it's another, as you were talking about this, Michelle, it made me realize another great part of our industry, right? So like when I go to Foot Locker, or I go to a shoe store, I always pick on shoe stores, but I could do it on any. Can you imagine going into a shoe store and somebody says, I'm gonna start a shoe store and I'm gonna put no shoes on the wall. Not gonna have displayed shoes out anywhere. You wanna buy some shoes, you gotta come to the counter, you gotta pick your shoe out on a computer and that's how you're gonna get your shoe. I mean, to me, I don't think that's gonna be very successful and I'm willing to bet it's not but an insurance agency can be that way. An insurance agency can totally be different than the next one down the road and that actually increases the customer experience. It's also the reason why customers can't get over us and they realize they need us. We are different, that we really truly are. And Michelle brought that up and I think loyal listeners, you need to really pay attention to that, especially some of you who are trying to transform your industry or your agency. If you're a Brett, Brett Merrill, who's inside of our champions uh, group. I mean, the guy took over a $3 million agency revenue from his dad. He's been in the business three years. He's trying to figure Figure out how to do it you know that's why he's in the mastermind and I think it's important what you said there Michelle is that there's not any one way the three million dollar agency that cookie has may not be the same way that it's gonna work for you and he may have even tried things that didn't work that now work for you so I I really really I wanted to hit on that Michelle because that was really really important especially speaking to the younger ones out there and believe it or not you won't always be 27 and have the energy of a 27-year-old. So save your energy, like Miss Mosher said, and just chill out and give yourself some time. Mm-hmm. Lady, I greatly appreciate it. I was able to take your, take your opinions and take your thoughts and tell the world what you had to say. Because all you loyal listeners know that I have given you real agents inside a real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. She's Mosher, I'm Cass, and that other one, that's Horowitz. We're out. Hey, agents! Listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really, we're we're terrible at training. Right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good. Terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows